Levo, we were wondering if <laughs> ask him. if when the ball landed in the pool, you were like, come oh, on. No. <laughs> I have to say it now, those idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. And I wish I knew what kind of pencil this was. This, I have this generic pencil. I'm a pencil person. You know that because mm-hmm. I'm sharpening pencils in the newsroom. Yeah, yeah. You can respect that. I, it's totally generic. It has like no markings on it, and it's an awesome pencil. I don't know where I got it. Lead's not too soft. It's, it's like perfect. Mm-hmm. It's soft enough but not too soft. The too hard lead, that's bad, too. I agree. And it just writes real light. It's a nice, deep writing. All right. I'm sorry about that. I, I apologize for making that The things that make you smile, show. I do appreciate that. <laughs> 712 Milwaukee Common Council, let's talk about this, because they were busy, busy, busy. They meet once a month in general as a whole council. I want to update you on a number of stories that we did touch on Tuesday. 15 members present. I've been waiting a long time to say that. I mean, you thought it was over a year, huh? Pretty sure it's been... It's been months for sure. 2021 since they've had the full scale. Yes, the council swore in three new members following the spring election, so it is now at full strength, 15 members. Over the objections of this East Side resident... You have the North-South Street prospect where the Sky people live. The council did unanimously approve a new hotel project for the corner of Prospect and Brady. Mm-hmm. Sky people guy had testified at a committee hearing last week in opposition to the project. Uh, he did get his time. Ten minutes worth. <laughs> Ten minutes worth. So they listened to him. They heard him out. They listened to him. They just didn't listen to him because it passed without objection, unanimously. Uh, the mayor still has to sign off, but he is expected to do that. Construction could begin then on that hotel project later this year. Also passing unanimously. The resolution urging Ascension St. Francis Hospital to reconsider the closure of its labor and delivery unit. Yes, you heard that. The resolution, which carries no actual weight, urging Ascension, Wisconsin, to reopen the labor and delivery unit at St. Francis Hospital on the south side. No, it sounds like this is just a first step. Okay, and I have said that the, the city is rightly concerned about the level of health care that is provided within its borders. But uh, let me see if I can read you the actual file that they passed. So they voted on that. Okay, there. yeah. Unanimous approval. Uh, here you go. Milwaukee Common Council understands this is a totally non-binding and will likely have no effect whatsoever on the actual health outcomes for anyone in the Ascension Come system. On. How, no, this is the real one they passed. However, we most strenuously encourage Ascension Wisconsin to ignore its economic reality and continue delivering services to a dwindling number of patients at Stop one it. particular location and fail to make any market adjustments so that it ultimately can collapse under its own weight and close hospitals <laughs> that entirely. That is not what the resolution and says. Then, oddly, it closes with this. It works for us in the Common Council. That's how we've done business for years. <laughs> right. you the mayor has the, yet to sign that resolution. Did so, I, this was emailed. To, uh, did someone pass along the wrong wording Man. for that resolution? Look, I told you i get big health care is a problem if you've been to the hospital had any sort of medical service lately you can't believe the size of your bill insurance doesn't cover enough you've got a non-profit quote-unquote non-profit hospital system that pays millions to its top executives and they're struggling to provide quality care that's a real issue but the system is struggling and instructing a business not to trim expenses or address those problems and bury their head in the sand, which is essentially what they're doing. That's also not an effective form of governance. So that's a wrap on the April business meeting 
for the Milwaukee Common Council now back to full strength. 15 members present. I've been waiting a long time to say that. Sports is sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks will look to rebound tonight in Game 2 in the opening round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. And they will likely have to do it without their two-time MVP in Giannis Adenokounmpo, who has officially been listed as doubtful on Tuesday's injury report. Despite who is or who is not playing, though, it is probably safe to assume the Bucks are eager to get back out on the court following an ugly Game 1 performance. It was great when when you come in um, the day after that game and you, and you see the, the fire in the guy's eyes who wishing we only had one day off instead of two. Uh, but obviously, uh, that's just the competitive juices of all of us trying to get rid of the game one feeling, um, taste, the bad taste, the bad feeling that we had leaving the arena. So uh, we were eager to, to set the game plan for game two and move forward. Jay Crowder there addressing the media following practice on Tuesday afternoon. The Bucks will look to e- even the opening round series tonight. That tip-off is set for 8 p.m. over at Pfizer Forum. Over to the Diamond, where the Milwaukee Brewers entered the night with a chance to secure a winning road trip out west, and they got off to a fast start thanks to another former MVP in Christian Yelich. Brings home the 3-2 pitch, and Yelich a high fly ball out to left. Racing back is Kelnick onto the warning track. He looks up. Bye-bye, baseball! Yelich leads it off with a home run, his third of the season, and the Brewers on top one to nothing before you can blink. Lane Grindle on the call there. On I know he sounds a lot like Level. I don't. I thought I thought Level had TV yesterday. Though. I thought he did too. We'll go with we'll go with Lane on that one. As Yelly there would give the Brewers the early lead. We'll ask him in a little bit. But the game would go back and forth all night. Leads going back and forth. But at the end of the night, Willie Domus would drive in the go-ahead run in the 11th inning as the Brewers go on to beat the Seattle Mariners by a final score of 6-5 to to secure their 13th win of the season and their sixth win of this 10-game road trip. Yeah, well, we did a really nice job against Gilbert the first three innings and, and made him work and made a good pitcher. You know, he, he was struggling a little bit with his command, struggling with his off-speed a little bit, and, and we did it. We jumped on it immediately and did a nice job. And then he, he settled in his last three innings and was, you know, we, we was very efficient. But, uh, you know, at the top of the order, those are the, those are the guys that uh, we count on, and, and they had big nights. The good news for the Brewers was their offense, who put up some runs and the win, obviously, in securing the the road trip uh, victory. But the bad news, the rookie sensation Garrett Mitchell had to leave the game in the 10th inning after making a throw to home plate. Yeah, I mean, it's a right shoulder issue, so we'll... You know, it, it's a situation. He'll he'll fly back with us tomorrow, and then we'll have to get him checked out by the doctor. Yeah, I think he it felt like the the sublexing on the throw. The sublexing, Vince. In case you you're wondering what's in your That's shoulder. That's a tough one. Yeah, the Brew Crew. They'll go for the sweep later today with Eric Lauer slated to get the start. First pitch is set for three ten. Just because something's art, does it mean it can never go away? That question next on Wisconsin's Morning News. I asked a question going into the break. If something is art, does that mean it can never be removed or destroyed? Once it's art, it just lives forever. It has to because it's art. Public art? Just whatever art. But yes, in this particular case, it's public art. Okay, because that makes a difference, right? I suppose because public art belongs to the people. But even what if the people don't want it anymore either? 
And I think there's a question between whether that art was gifted or whether it was purchased. I think if you buy something, you can do whatever you want with it, right? Sure. I own right. it. Right. That's yours. I have it. Right. What are you two idiots talking about over there? Sorry, I didn't mean to include you in the idiots. <laughs> I'll be the idiot. It was my topic. No, I'm fascinated by this debate that's playing out about the Wisconsin Center. And, you know, we're expanding the convention center downtown. So north of the existing building, we're getting another big add-on that's going to basically double the size of the Wisconsin Convention Center. Uh, they're going to call it something now, right? Baird bought the naming rights yeah, for when it starts? Yeah, it's got a new naming name. Yep. Okay. But what they didn't want in the Wisconsin Center was build the new addition, and then it looks strikingly different to the piece that they built in the late 90s. So you have, like, the old building and the new building. Like, who wants to have a convention in the old building? Yeah, you update the whole thing. So they're going to write once, uh, as part of this larger expansion, they're also going to renovate this what would be the south part of that, the current existing Wisconsin Center. And in the Wisconsin Center right now is an art project that was commissioned when it was built back in the 90s. According to Woodland Pattern Book Center, the massive project was the brainchild of artist Jill Sebastian and Woodland Pattern. They merged the words of 48 Wisconsin writers with sweeping architectural composition, lining the convention center walls with poetry and prose, inviting a conversation between millions of visitors and a range of talented voices spanning 400 years. So essentially there are quotes from their work on the wall with like their name next to it. Yes. So you would have a passage from okay. an artist or a poet or someone, and it's on the walls. I'm guessing a lot of you have never even noticed. I'm trying to remember if I've seen that before. You have. You've walked by it. It's right there <laughs> I've on the front. Seen right. it, but, just don't but it never stood it. out okay. to you. And All without right. regard for debating whether it was a beautiful project yeah, or no, not, not yeah. it was worthwhile. It was called Portals and Writings Celebrating Wisconsin Authors. Well, in the renovation, the plan is to get rid of it. Because I assume that part of what they're doing is tearing down walls. This is literally words affixed to wall surfaces. And if you have to tear down the walls or refinish the walls or give it a whole new look, like that can't just stay like that. So does that count as art? So it certainly does. It was an art project. It's a public art project. And a number of the artists are raising hell over it. They think it's a terrible thing that it's going to be torn down. The board has now stepped in and asked the CEO, Marty Brooks, to put a pause on tearing it down. And I just think it's time to move on. But there's a, there are a lot of tentacles to this, and we're, that's going to be our lead story in the 8 o'clock hour. I'm going to ask folks' opinions on it and fill you in on more background. But uh, that is what's going on at the Wisconsin Center District right now. Well, quick reminders here from Wisconsin's Morning News. Don't forget, we are now streaming video live from our studios here at the Avenue. You can catch us on WTMJ.com, on our mobile app, WTMJ YouTube page, and our social channels. Just click on the Watch Live button. And also want to tell you about this, the return of the bear, inflation, 2023 sectors. And answering all of your questions about it, you can join Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management along with Wisconsin's afternoon news host, John Mercure. They've got one of these special webinars planned. It's called Inflation, Rate Hikes, and Bears. Oh, my. There you go. That's coming up Wednesday, April 19th. So that's today, 11 o'clock this morning. You can register for the free webinar at WTMJ.com. You click on the Features tab and visit the Annex Wealth Management webinar page. Jeff Levering, Brewers play-by-play guy, is our guest next on Brewers 360. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After losing Game 1 to the Miami Heat on Sunday afternoon, the Milwaukee Bucks will look to even things up tonight over at Pfizer Forum, and they will likely have to do it without their 
two-time MVP in Giannis Adenikumpo, as the injury report has officially listed him as doubtful with that back contusion. The Bucks and Heat are scheduled to tip off at 8 p.m. tonight. Our coverage begins right here on WTMJ starting at 7.30. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Holiday Automotive, and on Wednesdays, even on West Coast time, our guest is Brewers play-by-play man Jeff Levering. Well, Mike Brasso gets to wear the cheese set for the first time. I yeah. was in the pool. <laughs> Good reference, right there, buddy. Yeah, how about how, how about Vinny giving his seal of approval there, as Eric Bilstead baited you into delivering that line last week, Level. Yeah, well, you know what? That feels like it was a month ago. We're still on the road. Uh, <laughs> we still get to uh, we come home after the game today. Thankfully, it, it's been a long time, guys. So we were Ask joking, Level. We were wondering if <laughs> Ask if when the ball landed in the pool, you were like. Come oh, on. <laughs> I have to say it now, those idiots. <laughs> you notice that I did it during the replay, not yes. during the actual live call. <laughs> that I was noted. To make sure it went in the pool. I wanted to make sure it went in the pool first. I didn't sure. want to be like, yeah, it came up short. No, no, no. It landed <laughs> in the pool after a bounce. So then it, I felt it was legal to use the line. Well, so if you need one for today, oh, you've got another one. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. This is now our weekly <laughs> exercise. It doesn't have to be, but so it is. you're in Seattle, so it could be something like you know the ball's over the yard. Release the kraken! Oh. It's gone. Oh. Release okay. the kraken! Right, you right. have to. <laughs> Uh, they're they're in the playoffs, so I get I get that one. I get that one. Yeah, Just as long yeah. as you're not gonna make me do some like Fraser Crane or uh, Gray's Anatomy, like yes. I'm not in on that. I'm not doing it. Right. But really okay, grunge music scene, you could go there. Is <laughs> yeah, like a Nirvana reference yes. or something? Pearl Jam? Right right in the black hole sun for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't okay. forget the throwing fish. In yeah, the yeah, you can throw a fish around. <laughs> okay, well you're on the hook for that. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> I yeah, I was throwing the fish. Did you guys see last night? I threw fish yesterday. We broke down on the broadcast last night. It was awesome. Out oh, there at no the public kidding. market? That's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I caught the fish one try. It's perfect. So life goal has been achieved. Hey, so we probably should talk some baseball today because uh, I was saying with the late starts, a lot of us here in southeast Wisconsin missing some really good baseball. Oh, my gosh. They're not up late. Man, the Brewers are on some kind of run, finding different ways to win every night. Yeah, they won five of the last six, and uh, you know, just again finding different ways to, to score runs. Yesterday, Willie Adams had a big day, drove in three runs. Homer had a double. Christian Yelich had a leadoff homer. Bullpen's been amazing. Um, haven't given up an earned run in a little while, so they, they've done a, an outstanding job. The number one in baseball in terms of team earned run average uh, out of that bullpen. Got a good start from Colin Ray yesterday, see for one one bad inning in the third, but. The team's rolling, man. It's uh, it's going to be fun to come home. you got Boston, Detroit, and the Angels coming to town. Um, so come out and watch the club. It's a first-place team. we got the second-most wins in the National League. Hey, how about the injury to Garrett Mitchell? Because uh, that guy did something the other day that was so special, and that one nothing win gets on, bunts his way on to first, gets over to second on a balk, I think, right? Steals third and scores the only run of the game. If he's down for any length of time, that's a loss. 
Yeah, it really is. He's so athletic. Um, you hope it's nothing serious. Craig said it was a right shoulder situation after the ball game last night. Um, he did it on the throw home uh, in the bottom of the tenth inning. So hopefully, hopefully it's not too serious. He's going to be down today. The Brewers are going to face a lefty anyway, so he'll have two consecutive days off before the the series begins against Boston on Friday. Um, hopefully it's a short term thing and he's back in there on Friday, but I think we'll find out when we get to the ballpark today. This is the real severity of it. Look forward to having you back, Jeff. Uh, safe travels after this afternoon's game. Brewers play by play man Jeff Levering with us. Oh, wait. On the old National Bank talk and text line, Aaron in Oconomowoc. Smells like team spirit. <laughs> yes. I can't wait. <laughs> Do it. Do it, Levering. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> See ya. He's out. <laughs> Back to bed. It is 5.50 Pacific Coast time on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea Man. We're on YouTube now, too. Has that changed how you guys have dressed? Innovative. Not that I'm saying I, I always wear pants, but... I'm going to definitely have to at least always wear pants now. And Packers Hall of Famer. Where is the camera? <laughs> it's time for Tausch. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. Tausch, one of the biggest stories in not just the NFL, but in sports yesterday was uh, Bill's uh, defenseman DeMar Hamlin saying that uh, not only is he doing a lot better, but that he wants to play football again. He's this been cleared. Season. Been cleared by three cardiologists. And as he put it, I died on the field in front of the world. What a remarkable story. Yeah, it is. And I think, um, you know, we all remember, you know, watching, you know, if, if you're a football fan, watching the game. And then obviously that went a lot bigger than football. With the reactions and how you know the EMTs and everybody was able to save his life, and I don't think all of us fully understood how dire that situation was until you you've heard Demar kind of speak on it and how much risk there is. And there's risk in every job, but when it comes to football, I think we all, when we sign up to play, we all kind of understand knees, shoulders, ankles. Those those things are all in play as far as you're going to have to live with a lot. And I'm I'm seeing that as a middle-aged man already that played in the NFL for a while. But none of us ever think that, you know, death is right there at the door when you're playing. And for DeMar Hamblin to, to go through that and for the experts in the, in the people in the field of athletic therapy and uh, just rehab to get DeMar back to that point, I, I have to be honest, for me, if I was DeMar Hamblin, I think – one of the things that, as an athlete, you get trained, you don't want anyone else dictating how you go about your business. But I think you have to pause and really take a long look. It, this is a great story that he's going to get this opportunity. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to go back out and play because all of us that would go through something like that, it would pause and make you think about a 500 times. But the one thing that you know, I think football players understand that maybe the civilians or people that don't play is you have to be crazy to play. 
You have to be a little bit nuts. <laughs> yeah. And it, this, I don't think this is going to be some easy decision just because he got cleared to play, even though the opportunity that he can still play seemed unfathomable when we looked at this in December and January. And now I think he's going to have tough decisions to make whether or not he wants to put himself back out there after you kind of got off the mat and have been able to recover as well as he has. You know, Tyler, as a parent, I cringe at this. I have to admit, when I heard the news, I was like, ah, I just don't like that idea. You know, like when you see your own kid who's been injured going out and trying to play again, you're kind of like, oh, Oof. just take it easy. Like, Yeah, I know. Yeah, Eric, it's – it's um. It's not. It's it's such a great story in the fact that he's living, he's thriving. Yes. You know, we've seen uh, Shazier with the Pittsburgh Steelers who couldn't walk, and he he fought back where he could walk. Uh, you know, he he's able to move around. And I think if he would have been cleared, he would have went back out and played, and we would have all had that same reaction. So for all of us in the outset, it, it's totally his decision to make, and the Bills organization and the NFL. But I do think. I don't know how anyone could go through what he's went through and his family has went through and not really pause and think, is this something I want to get back in there and do? But again, I just, knowing the football player mentality, whether it's you rehab from a knee, you rehab from a shoulder, sting or neck, uh, if you get cleared to play, it is really hard to not go back out there and play. And I'll be fascinated to watch DeMar Hamlin's thought process, but I'd be shocked once you get cleared. I'll be shocked if he doesn't decide because he wants to control his own football fate. You don't want it snatched from you. Uh, it, it'll be a story to continue to watch to see if he continues on that path to get back out there and play. Well, and on that point, Tosh, last thing is what if he's not that good anymore? I mean, you suffer that kind of yeah, trauma. Or, First of all, there's building his body back up, right, because he was down for so long. And then, you know, what if man – the Bills are in a tough position where it's like this guy is not the guy that we need in that position anymore. Yeah, the tough part of this, and I think everybody is is super happy that physically he's able to do it, but uh, the mental part of this, and it's hard enough to come back when you're rehabbing from an, an ACL injury and think, am I still good enough to do this? When you go through something that traumatic – uh, the mental side of that and being able to put your head back in there when you have to make a special teams tackle, which is what happened when he went into cardiac arrest, that's the part of this that I think you're going to be looking at. But everybody, the thing is, he's going to have everybody pulling for him, everybody rooting for him. But I think even the Buffalo Bills would say they're, and the NFL, there's a high level of concern, too, about his well-being because this trauma is real and when you go through it then you try to get back out there there have to be a million things going on inside your head trivia tomorrow Tausch we'll talk to you then sounds good guys